going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts. Jessica! And I am Chris Eden. And Jessica! Yes! Our esteemed colleague is back. Say hello, sir. Hello, everyone out there. This is Mark Hadamio. Oh, he's back again. Yes. It's always a good time when Mark's on the show. Thank you for inviting me. So, we have Mark on the show for a very special reason. This, we're recording this at the end of, of November. It is We are a mere 72 hours away from Thanksgiving. But this week is also the anniversary of a certain giant movie titan. Ironically, in the same month as his uh, arch rival, if you will. <laughs> it is the 50th anniversary of Gamera. We would be behooved not to do a show based on, uh, well, in some people's opinion, the number one monster. Some people number two. It just it depends where you go at. Well, uh, after, the, after, the, yeah, after the Heisei series, yeah. especially. Oh, believe me, we got lots to talk yes. about those. So we're gonna we're gonna chit chat Gamma for the next uh, for about the next hour. We're gonna, there's a couple of little news bits, and uh, we're just gonna have some fun this episode. Yay. So let's start off. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I need to ask everyone: What was your first Gamma movie you had saw, and how did you come across it? So I'll start with Jessica. Um, I actually saw the original Gamma, and it was on rerun, and I was like. In Florida, and it's like a random channel. It wasn't like PBS or anything mm. where they would intermittently show Doctor Who. Mm. It was that somehow online. And then, I mean, not online, excuse me, on TV. And I remember being really, really intrigued because he was a giant turtle. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, this is awesome! Jessica um, has a fondness for animals. Yes, it was a giant <laughs> turtle. And then my mother started like finding illegal VHS copies at places of like giant <laughs> turtles and then that's when you know I started watching it because she thought it was a Chinese documentary about turtles but it was not it's like the it turtles in China have tusks and you know no they don't the tusks kind of creeped me out as a kid but as I got older I got used to it and I kind of like understood it mm-hmm. I had a tiny little red ear slider turtle my mom is like, oh, I know what you're going to name it. And she thought I was going to name it after the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, his name will be Gamera. <laughs> and then my mom was like, Gamera sadly passed. But he, was, <laughs> but he was awesome. And so I was like, I was too young to know how to take care of a cold-blooded creature. But um, no, he was, you know, he was really great. I loved him. I always wanted to read her sliders. A small one when I was little, but I never found one. It's never too. It's never too late to live. Never the too dream. late to live. Never too late to live, live the, the dream. dream. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a little slider turtle. I always wanted a tortoise. The beauty is because they kind of just take care of themselves. And you just kind of let them roam free in the backyard. And when I, it comes wintertime, they'll burrow, and then you know. I bought one thirty years ago. It's, it's somewhere in my parents' backyard. You still. I bought them. They live forever. I bought a box tortoise. Uh huh. Thirty years ago, nineteen eighty-five, for five dollars at a swap meet. <laughs> no, no, that he, sounds about right. Yeah, he, he has grown one inch in thirty years, and he lives somewhere <laughs> in my parents' backyard. He just kind of—he has you know carte blanche back there. Yes. Did wow. you see him recently? Is he still alive? He he disappeared one time for about a year and a half, and we thought he was gone. Then uh, he reappeared. I'm hoping he reappears again. We haven't we haven't seen him. They burrow, so he's yeah. Just but it's really cold about a currently. Year, so. yeah. I'm sorry, it's LA cold people. LA but yeah. but yeah. he yeah. could be just bare, like do you guys do you guys don't have little heat lamps or little boxes for him, no. right? No. You just let him let him live the he's wild ways. Yes. That's how my guinea pig was. Like we let our guinea pig roam free in our backyard. Like he didn't have a cage or anything like that. My dad brought him home, he's like, There you go. 
He had 14 feet of uh, gra- grass to all to Damn. himself. And pretty much he fought stray cats on a weekly basis. And we digress. Yeah, and we digress. <laughs> so, Mark. Yes. What was your first experience with Gamera? I remember exactly what it Ooh. was. In 1975, I was ah. five years old, turning the channels on a Saturday afternoon. And as I turn the channels, I see a quick snippet of this monster upside down roaring. It was, I looked in the TV guide, it's a monster movie. <laughs> I saw something called Gamma versus Monster X. Oh, really? What, what is this? Gamma versus Monster X. So I sit in front of the TV, and, and the next scene I see is Monster X, aka Jiger, mm-hmm. going through the ocean and uh, ramming uh, a freighter ship. That was my first exposure to Gamera. So I watched the rest of the film, and over subsequent months and years, saw things like a. Uh, Remember, this is the in the days of the AIP version. So, mm-hmm. uh, Attack of the Monsters, Return uh, War, of the Giant Monsters, War of the Plan- War of the Monsters, Destroy All Planets, Destroy All Planets. That's yes. what it was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Channel Five would show them mostly, and that's that uh, was my first exposure K- to K- KTLA. KTLA. Oh my god, they were a bastion of that great yes. stuff. So you saw Jagger. Jagger was your first movie. Yes. What a weird, wacky one to start off yeah, with. Yeah, when that's I just ran yeah. across it by accident. Well, when you're five years old, though, I mean, that's those are the movies that if you're five, oh, yeah. that's where they're going to catch yes. you. So, oh wow. So and then Monster yeah. Rally, KTLA on Monster Saturday. Rally. Yes, they did. They actually had them into the '80s because that's I believe yeah. that's where they aired '85 uh, the first time. Mm. If my memory recalls. '85 was aired on Channel Nine on KHJ the first time oh, in, in 1987. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm just gonna sit here and rack my brain trying to think back to five years old to when I played five of the first. Useless time. information. Yeah, no, I ain't doing that right now. Yeah. So, so that was your first time, and then, I mean, you were already, you had already seen Godzilla at that point, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, and then the fact that when you found out there was more, yes, it was just like, wait, there's another series out there somewhere. Well, I mean, there's more than that because uh-huh. at that point, I already seen things like Magic Serpent and even uh, uh, Majin Monster of Terror. Mm-hmm. So. I knew there was a lot when I was there. young, I thought Gamera was Godzilla's friend. <laughs> I mean, corporate wise, no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, it's his friend. My mom was They're cross town rifles. My mom was like, I don't think so. You know what? Back then, I would, yeah, I would, I would say this: like, if Godzilla was Coke, those Gamera films were RC Cola. RC Cola. <laughs> not Pepsi, but not RC. Not Pepsi. RC Cola. Now, mind you. Everyone's like RC Cola, but I would say the tap because they're they're maybe not a superior product to either Pepsi or Coke, but they've remained around and they have a following. Yes, and they were they were great for the time. And you know, if RC actually got their shit together, they could actually probably be something again. Probably. Then you still see RC machines out there, don't you? And there's still RC Cola in the. Uh... No, they serve. The you can still stores. you can still buy it in the bottle, and you can still buy it in the can. Yeah, in the grocery it's stores. It's neither Coke nor Pepsi, but it wants to be something in between there. <laughs> <laughs> it is a unique flavor all in its own. It is not Dr Pepper. But uh, anyway, again, we digress. My my first experience with Gamma was my eighth Christmas. Uh, my dad had a buddy that owned a comic book store, and so. 
Anytime my dad was like, oh, I want to get my son something cool, he could actually order out of previews at the time. So the previews year, my dad had got me some import guys, a little stuff, and I had no idea what the fuck this shit was. I'm just like, this is awesome. So under the tree, next to the Bastion of Power Ranger toys I got that year, was a wrapped videotape. I open it up, and it's the, uh, the Sandy Frank Gamera. It was the first one. And it's oh, the, yes. Yeah. It's a pink box. It is the most 80s thing you've ever seen. <laughs> it's neon pink, and the, the it's got Gamera on the cover with a weird font, and he's kind of color, you know, timed. And I'm just looking at this, and my dad's like... Very day-glow colors. Very much brownish. so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have all those. Very yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, what the... F-? You know, my, my little brain's like, what the heck is this? My dad's like, yeah, another giant monster movie for you. I'm like... I don't know what the hell this is. Like, I've never... My dad obviously had known what Gamma was yeah. of, of some sort. So he's just like, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's like Godzilla. I'm like, it, what? Really? He's like, yeah, just here, go ahead and watch it. So, lo and behold, Christmas Day, I think 1990... I want to say 1992. That's the first time I, I pop it in. And black and white, I see Gamma for the first time. And it's like, yeah, okay, this is interesting. Doing. It was the point when I realized, oh, things are taking a turn. When they finally... when they. They flip Gamera. The big, the, the, the first Gamera movie, the whole, ba- the basis of defeating him is like, let's just turn him on a shell and then we can, you know, we, we win. <laughs> when that, when they're like, hey, we won, and we pulls himself in, turns him to a flying saucer, then my imagination was yes. kind of Ooh, he can fly. And where else, is, where, what magical adventures are we going on? That might be even as a kid, the little kid character in that I thought was kind of an annoying bitch. Yes. But I look past that, I'm just like, there's awesome in this. And once the, Video ended. Sandy Frank being smart, it's like, oh yeah, we have all the other ones. There's more. Gamera versus Baragon. Gamera versus Baragon. Yes. Yeah. It's like and the way that they cut the promo on that one too. It's like, hey, did you like this? There's more. And they show the clip for Gamera versus Baragon, and they show Gamera coming back, and it's like, and in, this time in glitter, in color, and it's it's just like. They pointed like you like this. You're gonna get more Gamera because Gamera's back, and then Baragon's got him, and they're just fighting. It's gonna be yes. great. So, I did not see Gamma vs. Baragon. I could not find any copy for the life of me. It's funny because on the cover of mm. the Sandy Bear version, uh, it says something like, uh, Gamma fights against a Godzilla, Godzilla lookalike contest loser. Mm. So they think they get Godzilla. They didn't, Sandy Frank did not give two shits about those films. Yes. So it wasn't until, until about three years later, and this is how I came across this particular show, was my dad, the same friend, Gave him two tapes. He's like, your kids need to watch this. You and your kids need to sit down and watch this. So at the time, a, a big family thing for my brother and my dad and I was to watch Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. So my, my, his friend's like, you guys will love this. It was Mystery Science Theater. Like, <laughs> kids like Godzilla, yeah. right? So he gave us three tapes. Yeah. It was Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. It was Gamma versus Gauss. And it was Gamma versus uh, Guerin. Those are the three. And those yes. the, that was the first time I ever saw another Gamma movie. I'm just like... Wait, there's a lot more of this shit. Holy crap! Yeah. There's, a, I only thought there was two. Yeah. And then I'm like, then and my very soon after that, then I found out, oh, there's like seven or eight of these things out there. And thus, it was born. Now, mind you, I didn't see a clean Gamma film, <laughs> as I say that, until um, about five years later when I came across an actual Sandy Frank copy of Gamma versus Zegra, and it was on sale at Suncoast in the two dollar bin. Yes. And of course. And oh, like, R.I.P. Suncoast. Yeah, can I borrow two bucks? Yes. And I come home and realize, like, 
Oh, and now the three guys talking over said so some of these are not that great. <laughs> <laughs> so now years later, of course, we all kind of appreciate them for what they are. Yes. They're the original films. I loved them as a child. Yeah, oh yeah, as a kid, if you're you like, see them as a child. Yeah. You oh fall yeah. In love with it. Yeah, because they're aimed at kids, yes. like. Much like the um, the show series evolved from hardcore monster films to romps, yes. they went from hardcore monster film to romp in two films. Yes. Like after Gauss was really the turning point, it's like mm, just more kids and Gamera just doing goofy shit. So uh, when Gauss, they hit, yeah, Gauss was still kind of horrifying. Too. Well, yeah, Gauss was the last like think villain that actually they took seriously. Yeah. Because it's it has Gauss is a great design. It's a yes. big vampire bat thing, and he can shoot lasers. And the whole thing is like he's like Batman. He can't turn his neck. That's his whole. <laughs> that's his whole weakness. Um, but then when you watch, because I watched Gauss first, I'm like, oh, that's not bad. But mind you, Mr. Sense Theater guys were like tearing oh, yeah. into it. It's one of the best episodes too, the Gauss one. Uh, Garen, on the other I, hand, I've never seen any of those mystery science things. Oh my god, you, they're they're good. Because yeah. I hate that song. The Gamera one? It's, it wasn't funny the first time. The Gamera. True me. Gamera. It's not yeah. Funny. Well, it's, it's, I prefer Elvira's translation of now. That. Now here's the thing too. Yeah, those, the super monster song. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> those guys went back. They did Gamera in the first season, and then they got the rights again and redid them all. There's two versions out there. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know yeah, because they did the um, the the local um, PB or the local cable access one when they did it in yes. Minnesota, and then when they got picked up, I think it was season two when they replaced Crow, Tom's voice. They went back and redid all the Gamera films over like the course of a whole season. So they did Gamera, they did Gamera versus Paragon, which that cut when I saw it for the first time, I'm like, oh cool. And then when um, they put out the um, uh, Shout Factor put out their copy. Yes. It's, it's like 20 minutes edited out of the whole goddamn thing, and half of it's the effects stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they did uh, Zegra, Garen, and then I think they ended on Vera. They actually did five. Yeah. So I think Vera's is where they ended it on. They didn't do Jiger, and they didn't do Super Monster. But those those films, they, yeah, they, once you get to Garen, it's like, okay, they're. This is about where they need to be when you're older to kind yeah. of appreciate if you're coming in at this point. Actually, because uh, I did mention earlier that in the 70s at least, mm-hmm. the versions available were the AIP versions. Yeah, they're uncut. But, they're yeah. fully uncut, right? No. No? The Sandy Franklins are uncut. Really? When I when I saw uh, Attack of the Monsters, that was mm-hmm. a kind of, uh, versus Giron. Mm-hmm. And I always see it over and over. I loved that film as a kid. Mm-hmm. Camera pole vaulting and everything. Yes, yeah. but... Um, when I saw it as a kid, mm-hmm. when Space Gauss appeared and fights Giron, yeah. uh, Giron deflects his mm-hmm. beam and it cuts off Space Gauss's leg mm-hmm. and Space Gauss flies away. And that's, oh, and that's yeah. the last you see of him. When, when I bought the Sandy Frank versions in mm-hmm. the late 80s mm-hmm. and watched it again, I told, I told my little brother, oh, you'll like this movie. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to see the scene of him Slicing up Space Gauss and decapitating him. <laughs> I was like, "What? The? I never saw this before." I was shocked. I had never seen that scene before. Which is a great segue into the next point I was going to make. These films are violent. Violent. Yes. As hell. Violent yes. As hell. There was so much. Yeah. Like, it's even. It's past. Like, there's a point where it's like 
the Goth, the Godzilla movies got a little violent here and there, but it, it wasn't until like the seventies when he actually yeah. saw monsters drawing blood on each other. Aj Superman didn't want uh, Godzilla to be violent and bloody because he knew uh, children would be watching them. Yeah, <laughs> the kid, kid, Daddy at the time was like, "No, Noriaki Yuasa on the other hand thought, hey." Have him bleed blue blood. Yeah, pretty much. It's like as long as it's not red, nobody yeah. gives a crap. Like gamma blood green. Every other mod, I think every other monster had a different. It's the it's the Sam Raimi um, Evil Dead Two method, as he put. It's like you can't really do red blood because that's going to give you an X rating, but you can do purple blood. You can do all kinds. As long as it's not bright red. It's game on. You could do all kinds of stuff with it. Like Phantasm, the yellow blood of little trolls. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> the was black really blood that comes out of the walls in Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what Gamma got. So, every movie, when he starts fighting a monster, he's getting impaled like a son of a bitch. Every monster has something that's jamming into Gamma, who should be dead. Yeah, most right. But he's not. He's just, no. yeah, it scared it was pretty me as a child. You know, the, the first battle, Gamma yeah. would lose. He would. Yes. And be incapacitated for a while. And then the other monster yes. would go off and cause some havoc, which the humans were like, okay, how are we going to defeat him? Yeah. Uh, I think Giron's the only one that kind of get a, you know went away from that formula a little bit, because they were dealing with the kids and the aliens. Yeah. Well, Gamma was incapacitated and he was. It sank to the bottom of the lake. Yeah, where he had to heal up. Yeah. And then once he was healed, then he come back stronger than ever. Get more screwed up and managed to win the day, yeah. though. It was pretty, yeah. It got a real wash, rinse, repeat after yeah, a while. Yeah, because even the Heisei films, the, the first two at least, followed that formula. Mm. And maybe it was Daiye as a whole, because uh, all three Daimajin films are pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's, there's uh, an evil shogunate causing some shit. Yeah. And then you know, someone's got to go and stop it, so they go try to open, you know, some of the, the Daimajin, and then at the end, you get 10, 10 15 minutes of him. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, just caught, you know, re- reaping uh, vengeance upon yeah. uh, unsuspecting folks. But I love those films. Those are some of the best tokusatsu films ever. But they, well, because they, they're done as they're those are done seriously. Seriously, yeah. The Gamma movies that, because it might be, they were done roughly at the same time, weren't they? Mm-hmm. All three Daimajin films were, were, were released one in nineteen sixty six within one year. And that's they're all filmed back to back pretty much. So Gamma was so they were so pretty much a year after Gamma. So they were doing Baragon, Gamma the same year. Yeah, Baragon. Wow. All three Daimajin films were made. And Daiji was really on a roll at that time. Well, 1966, that was the year of the so-called kaiju boom. Mm-hmm. Nikatsu came out with uh, Extra Outer Space. Shochiku. <laughs> oh, no, Shochiku. Yeah. Nikatsu know. had Gappa. Yeah. All those came out the same year. In 66, that was the year? Oh, wow. So, we should probably bring that to the G-Fest this year. Like the obscure kaiju years. That would be cool. Yeah, that, that, the, that, the 50th anniversary of the kaiju boom. Yeah. Okay, put that, let's mark that for later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, as a kid, you know, you really realize it's like, oh, okay, so these are kiddie films, but they are hardcore on the monster action, yes. where it's like they're, you know, it's still, it's saying something that, you know, even as a kid, I'm just like, wow, you never see Godzilla get this, you know, like, messed up. Like, yeah. And the the other thing you really notice that Gamera's lone wolf has no buddies whatsoever. Like, he never had any, but any, he never had the moment where it's like, okay, I beat Angelus, but now he's my best friend. He never had any of those. It's like, I'm just here to murder, and I'm going to go off and, you know, hang out and you know in the ocean. Gamera killed every single one of his rivals. There was never one that made that it out. Survived. And he killed, yeah, he killed every one of them. Yeah. Like, pretty much he was in a, he, he was an attack dog. Yeah. That's all he was. That's Came true. up, just, which, when you get into the Heisei films, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because pretty much it's like Gamera didn't do anything until something, well, chasing two kids in a uh, space, in a spaceship <laughs> was just kind of yeah. like happenstance. Yeah. It's like, so you're hanging out in space for no reason, Gamera, and it's just like, oh, hey, there's some kids going by. I better go see what they're up to. Yeah. 
the yeah the the friend of all children thing kind of got a little meddlesome after yeah. a while. It's like, yeah. okay, this is just a plot device at this point. Yeah, let's let's can we can we go back to something a little more creative? Yeah, but you know, much like the laws of diminishing returns, you know, it's pretty much after so long you can only do that. And uh, was it? I think it was Virus was the last movie, wasn't it? Of, of the original Gamera films that didn't have any recycled footage. I'm not talking about Super Monster. Uh, um, it was Virus or it was, Zegra. was... Was it Zegra's Zegra. last one? Yeah, Zegra and then, then Gamera Super Monster came out. Okay. Because I remember I saw Gamera Super Monster first on Elvira on Movie Macabre mm-hmm. in the early 80s. And I hadn't even heard of Gamera versus Zegra at that, that point. I thought that was original footage from that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think USA aired Gamera vs. Zegra first. And then I saw the Sandy Frank video when that came out. I know that USA, yeah, they did have Super... No, TBS. TBS had Super Monster because my neighbor... I saw a Gamera thing and I would scour for Godzilla movies. But yes. this is like 1992. Yeah. So if it was on video at the time, it was on any sort of... Cable. I didn't have cables. My neighbor gave me a big... It's like, Here's a tape. Can you record this yeah. for me, please? Yeah. 3 a.m. TBS. And my neighbor, thank bless her soul, got up, hit hit record because she didn't have a time to record one, and then went back to bed. And it's like, here you go. So I told her to just record on on LP. So I had Gamma <laughs> Super Monster, and then two and a half more hours of whatever infomercial they aired yes. after that. So it's like this is very much it's like now back to TBS Monster Vision and Gamera. Yes. So yeah, that was the. After the uh, Mr. Sense Theaters, that was the, the uh, I think Zegra was the next one I saw, so I had no idea what any of these other monsters were. Which I give them, like, is this all new shit? Because yeah. I know this isn't, this is from the other, it's a, if you, back in the day, if you have no clue what the hell you're watching, yes. it is the most mind-numbing thing you've ever yeah. seen, because it's just like, what the, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, because at the time, I mean, there, there wasn't a whole lot of information in English, I mean, Believe me, I collected all the sci-fi magazines at the time, mm-hmm. but a lot of the information was wrong or condescending. Mm-hmm. You, you you didn't go into great detail. The, the first real informative article I read was Ed Godzichevsky's uh, article on 30 Years of Godzilla in February number one. That was in 1979 or 78. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before that was maybe the... Uh, the Famous Monsters do anything? Famous Monsters, well, that, that those articles were uh, notoriously yeah. wrong because a lot of times they would just get the uh, uh, all the, all the press packets and just make up, you know, they had no idea. Yeah, what, what I remember it was about. they didn't have anything favorable to say about Frankenstein conquers the world. Yeah, and yeah. they really didn't have any idea what the movie was about. Yeah. Really, it's <laughs> like Frankenstein's fighting God, a Godzilla-looking thing. So yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, Gamera, yeah, he, he was kind of like that, especially before 95. Yes. Was that kind of like, oh, yeah, he's kind of cool, but then, yeah, he got really weird. Yeah. Gamera, 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 friend of the children. Yeah, Gamera Supermonster really kind of put that whole stamp on, yeah, these are... Goofy films. These are really goofy, especially the three Sentai girl, alien yes, girls, the third the one. three heroes. Yeah, they could actually shrink down and slept yeah. in their, their handbag. Yeah. And the whole Star Wars ripoff of the the, the, uh, the, 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 the Death Star, the the the, the Star, Star Destroyer. Destroyer at the end, and then the Galaxy Express nine 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 train that yeah. shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> and like, what the hell's going on here? Somebody thought that it was Gamera meets Soul Train. 
Ironically, that same week I got my dad brought home a new type magazine, like one of the first yes. ones. And they were they were uh, they were putting Galaxy Express and the whatever iteration. And I'm like, yeah. wait, this showed up in camera. What the hell is this? Yeah, and, yeah. But no, but like you said, despite the goofy nature of Cameron Super Monster, mm -hmm. it ended on a real bummer. Like Cameron dies. dies. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> that's it. We're we're and he, he dies taking on a star destroyer too. Yes. So he sacrifices like, himself yeah. a la giant robot yeah. at the end by colliding with the Star Destroyer and killing it. And it's uh, pretty much just like, yep, that's it, we're done. No more. That's it. But pretty much at that point, Dai was like bankrupt at that point, wasn't they it? Were, yeah. They were barely alive at that point. And which obviously you could tell, like, they're just like, let's, how much can we squeeze out of this, you know? But, but I mean, even so, another one was planned. <laughs> ah, you want to get one lightness on that, sir? Gamma versus Gamma Shark, mm -hmm. which went into pre-production, and uh, there were designs, there were <laughs> there were uh, uh, what do you call it? Continuity boards drawn up. Uh, even uh, you're going to put it in the show notes. Mm. Uh, they did like a animatic video with uh, some model kits mm -hmm. showing Gamma fighting this giant cobra-like. Monster. Mm -hmm. uh, that would have been an interesting film because uh, that film would show that Gamera is the friend of all children, even monster children. That was that's the right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Garrus have had uh, like two smaller ver like yes, the children of the egg. Yeah. And even though the adult Garrus Sharp was killed because mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a menace, yeah. humanity was trying to kill the two offspring, the mm -hmm. baby snakes. Gamera saved them and took them to an island and left them there. So they could live out their life in peace. Which would have been the first time Gamera didn't get a straight yeah. murder or any, any version of it, the monster fought. But you really think about it, like, all the monsters, they kind of based on something. Like, pretty much, Bar except for Baragon. Well, Baragon, you can argue, was like a monitor lizard with a bunch of spikes thrown on it. Mm -hmm. Gauss is a, pretty much a vampire bat. Uh, Garen is a knife... On, on the body of, of a, it's, yeah. It's a walking knife. Yeah. It's a walking a knife. Yeah, we all got, uh, like, Geigen. What the, and when you see this thing, it's like, oh, okay, so. Virus was like a squid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Virus was a squid. Zegra was supposed to be a space shark. A shark, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that was around the time of Jaws, so they were capitalizing yeah. on that. And then, uh, 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 um, Geiger was, um, pretty much just another version of Baragon in many ways. It's yeah. like another kind of like uh, I, I thought Jagger was kind of like a, a toad, maybe? triceratops type. Yeah, you know, I, I would say like that an upside down triceratops because he has a the one single horn on the head and yeah. two horns on the side of his snout. Oh, yeah, like upside down triceratops. Yeah, that sounds more. That, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, As a kid, that was my observation. We'll go anyway. with it. we'll go with that. Yeah. So uh, my point was, yeah, uh, pretty much it's like we'll take whatever animal we have laying around and uh, we'll make a monster out of it. I'm pretty sure if they had a puppy sitting somewhere, they would have made a puppy monster for Gamera to fight. So, <laughs> which Jessica probably would have fawned over too. I did until Gamera killed the puppy monster. <laughs> and then I would have like cried my eyes out. You still think that dog died in the in the Godzilla movie, don't I you? still think he died, but I've convinced myself. Chris has convinced me that the dog has survived. He got away before everyone else did, so he he, he probably went into like you know a little side street or something like that and got away. Oh my god, no! He's not in that wave with the rest of the you know bodies of people who, who uh, drowned I, upon Godzilla getting out of the shower. I I <laughs> I, I would imagine like. 
I would imagine that an animal has better instincts or knows where to hide better than a human. I'm yeah. hoping. Well, if you look at them. Uh, I'll, I'll show you all the stuff on the uh, tsunami in Sumatra later on. How the animals <laughs> survived all the people died, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't put your mind at rest. Okay. So, let's move forward. Yes. Let's move into the 90s. <laughs> so, 95. Oh. We're riding, we're coming up to the end of a Godzilla wave. Yes. So, the Heisei series is coming to an end at this point. We're at 95, that's... Destroyer. Destroyer. So, we're coming off Space Godzilla, which... Mm-hmm. Many would argue is the worst of the series. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and we're coming into Godzilla's going to die. And we're like, oh, really? Because at that point, we're thinking, oh, Tristar's going to make this great movie. And Godzilla's <laughs> going to be big budget. And we're going to have all this cool new stuff. Oh, we didn't know. We didn't, we didn't know. Like I knew. If anybody, if much like the Patton Oswalt, it's like if I could go back and strangle George Lucas in 1998, I would do it. <laughs> like pretty much you could go back and take whatever sort of, like, don't. Assassinate yeah. Dean Devlin and roll yeah, over. Yeah, it's like don't stop them. It's like they were mis- they mysteriously walked in front of a bus. Nobody knows. So at that point, I'm at San Diego Comic Con, and I'm walking through, and you know, I know very well that Godzilla is going to you know be ending soon. But then I walk across a poster dealer who happens to have a Gamera Guardian of the Universe poster, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at him like, "What is this?" He's like, "Oh, you didn't you don't know?" I'm like. Yeah, I just asked. Uh, there's a new Gamera movie. What? He's like, yeah, it's for the 30th anniversary. Wait, what? It's like, yeah. And like, what's he fighting? He fights Gauss. Shut up. He's like, yeah, I got the figures right here. And that's the first time I'd seen anything for Gamera Guardian of the Universe. And my now my, and now my attention's like turned. I'm like, okay, so is it like corny? And the guy's like, no, I've, I got the preview if you want to see. I'm like, you, you, so... He turned. I, he was a. I came around to the corner. He had his little TV set. Mind mm-hmm. you, this is Comic Con back when bootlegs were abundant yes. and plentiful, and you could find whatever you wanted to. Yes. So he had. Uh, uh, someone had sent him a, a copy of the trailer, and he was playing the trailer on a loop. Yeah. And that's where I saw for the that first. Trailer was great. Yeah. I saw, yeah. And my mind was blown. I'm like, this looks awesome. This wait, this looks better than any of the Godzilla stuff that's out there at the time too. I'm just like. This is Gamera? I was like, yeah, dude, it looks cool. Doesn't I'm like, when does it come out? He's like, it's out in Japan already. I'm like, do you have a copy? He's like, no, no, that won't be for a while. So I spent my next year, so that's when G-Fans, I finally got my subscription to G-Fan, and they start posting pictures and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, this new Gamera film, and apparently it's really good, and it's super awesome. And it's this guy named Shizuke Kaneko? Shizuke Kaneko. Shizuke Kaneko, thank you. And uh, he's like, yeah, apparently he was a, a, a kaiju buff, and this is him, you know, getting his chance to really make his mark, and it's a, you know, it's a really good movie. I'm just like, wow. And then, then I find out they're going to get an American release, mm-hmm. and that's when the infamous, uh, the first time I, I come across it by accident was on Siskel and Ebert at the movies, <laughs> and they reviewed it. And that's the first time I see any of, this, any of the Gauss in action or anything like that properly. And they show the scene when the Gauss is swooping in on the woman who's yeah. sweeping. And it's unbeknownst that this thing's coming out. And I'm like, what the hell? And then they show... The dog. The dog. They show all this. I'm like, this yeah. looks awesome. And then I have to listen to Siskel and Eber argue. Because like, Siskel was like, 
dude, I love this stuff. This movie's great. Go out and see it if you can. Ebert's like, eh, you know, it kind of lacks the schlocky charm that the Godzilla movies yeah. have. And Ebert's like, or Siskel's like, that's the whole point. That's why it's great. They went away from all that. And so I'll, I'll put that in the show notes, too, because they, they really, they gave it a, like, Ebert himself even said, it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but I'm not going to say not go see it. Yes. So that now. But Ebert loved him from that. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> I know which confounds me. And mind you, this is the same man that kind of gave a crappy rating to Godzilla in 1985. But in the opening yeah. of the show, it's has the poster, the poster in the background. The poster yeah. in the background. <laughs> so now the goal is I got to get I got to see this movie. And lo and behold, next year at Comic Con, same gentleman is there, and he has waiting for me in a in a. Handmade clamshell back when that's how they did, they did all their their bootlegs those pla- hard plastic clamshells with a nice color uh, cover and everything like that. Gamma Guardian of the Universe. Don't, like, I, don't I know? Yeah, <laughs> you could have got that for me a year before. You got the LA Comic Convention. My dad hadn't taken me, and so that's I, my whole thing was like I saved up. I'm like, hopefully they'll have Gamma there. So <laughs> I picked up that, and the guy offered me uh, a copy of Destroyer at the same time. So I got those two. So. I went home and I'm like, okay, Destroyer. So that's the big thing. So everyone's had like, this is the answer. I sat down and watched it. I'm like, eh, this was, you know, say I got Zill's gone. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's give camera a try. And then, mind you, like 12 year old me, it's like, this was a, this is better than anything Toho has put out in like the last five years. Holy crap. So I'm like, wow, this was great. I'm thinking, okay, one off, great. I got an awesome camera. It's like, Damn, if only they made more movies like this. Next year? Next year, I look, you know, I, a couple months later, I get a G-Fan in, and I'm like, Gamma 2's coming, and I'm like, what? And then, here's a big picture of Legion. Yes. And I'm like, what the hell is this thing? And pretty much, yeah, everyone loses their, their, their collective goddamn minds. Gamma 2 is probably, <laughs> arguably, arguably the best of the series. But I hold Gamma Three for me personally yes. is the best of the series. It's, I mean, the entire trilogy is good. Personally, mm-hmm. I see Gamma Two is the weakest of the trilogy. Okay, well, I love the first one. Mm-hmm. Gamma Three is a masterpiece, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's just the fact that they're both so good. Mm-hmm. This is just the weakest of the three. It's I'm like, not saying it's bad. No, no, yeah, it's like. It's, I love like I have creme brulee here and I have pumpkin yes. pie here. They're both great, but I'm gonna go with the creme brulee right now. But even though I love pumpkin pie, yes, yeah. so you know it's like I'm not saying yeah. neither are good. They're great, but this one just. However, personally, my personally though, of the three camera designs, mm-hmm. I don't like that one. The third one? Uh, no, number two. Oh, number two. Yeah, I, I like the first design from the '95 film, and mm-hmm. I like the way they kind of. Made him appear more, more vicious mm-hmm. in uh, Iris. But yeah, that's personally my. That's when they. At that point, I'm on the internet now, yeah. and so that's when they. I see someone took a, took a scan of uh, one of the magazines where it's like, here's the new outfit, and they put the other two next to it. Yeah, yeah, the evolution like of Gamma, like the suit's bigger. He's far more like just pissed off and I angry. I first saw and that summer. same kid printed out back at uh, G Fest 1998. Mm-hmm. Chicago. That's the first time I saw it. I printed it out at my local library because that's where I had access to the <laughs> internet. I yeah, I went through so much paper at that place. Like I eventually just started bringing my own. I felt bad. 
So like you've gone through like three ink cartridges. I'm like, if I just bring my paper from home, you guys, it's like if you do that, we'll we don't care. I had reams of I reamed out everything I could print out on. I had I had a whole folder dedicated to Godzilla '98. Then the movie came out. I'm like, okay, well we're done with that. <laughs> then I started the Gamma Three folder, and I had every production design I could find, everything I could get my, my hands on, and. The year at uh, G Fest '99 when they came out here to LA, yes. that their big get, they, the, yeah, the Burbank show. Their big announcement was, uh, we have Kaneko coming out. Like he's going to be our guest of honor. And then, surprise to everyone! Oh yeah, we're also bringing Gamma Three to be to be viewed at the Egyptian World American Premiere, Amer- North American Premiere. And that was the when they handed you the. Um, I don't know who made up those that the the pamphlet for the show, but they made it up as like the weekly world news kind of thing, which yeah. was the weirdest weirdest thing in the world. But it wasn't even the big focus. It was like over the corner, yeah, Gamma Three World Premiere. It's like, how are you not making a bigger deal out of this? Because the uh, the two Los Angeles shows <laughs> that end of, in the subsequent year mm. were badly mismanaged. Mm. Uh, I will re- I will re- refrain from naming names. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why GPS will never be back here in LA. It's just sad. Yeah, that's why we're going. We have to go out to Chicago now. Yeah, <laughs> at least they've got good pizza that's as well. well. Excellent pizza. Mark is, is gone. And like cronuts and like you are so off on those cronuts. You're like you can't wait for those cronuts. Food. Don't they have cronuts here? They do. They do, but then anything go? comes out of here isn't that great. We just pretty much like. Mop up everything else. In Chicago, they got sausage and dicka and yeah. bears. <laughs> bears, bulls. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gamma 1, great. Gamma 2 was where things were like, oh, okay, this is what they can do with a monster mm-hmm. movie. Like, yeah. they treat everything like the, the evacuations are actually treated. Like, people aren't just running, like, then yes. it's like, get the hell out of here. It's like, okay, Calm, controlled, ordered. Everyone get on the planes. We're you know we're taking off. That fight scene when when Legion comes out, it's a day fight. Yes, which is beautifully yes. done. Yes. Like the effects. Like and mind you, we need to bring up who did the effects. Shinji Higuchi. Shinji Higuchi, who is currently who just did Attack on Titan and now is co-directing the new Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. The works of art that yes. these these scenes are like when you're watching Iris and Gamma fight for the or if you want to say Iris. Legion and Gamma Fight for the first time. Mind you, there was this inexplicably huge suit. Yeah. Like, it's Biolante size. And this thing's moving gracefully, too. Mm-hmm. Like, all the legs are moving. The fight is... Like, there's debris being thrown, and it's melted. The, the blue or the blue screen effects are melted perfectly with yes. it. Like, you're looking at it, it's like... So we just got over, like, two years ago, a Godzilla movie where... They're fighting in an asteroid belt where it literally looked like a 1940s like serial where they yeah. just hung pieces of foam in the styrofoam, styrofoam painted it. Yeah, I was like, and when I learned this movie's made on less money too, yes. it's just like this blows my mind. It's like they they're now shaming the shit out of Toho. Yes. Like this is what these movies are. They are now shame factors because now, mind you, this that's the same year we got Mothra one. Mm-hmm. Or as I call it, Beam Battle Number One. <laughs> Beam Battle. <laughs> like, the Mothra yeah. movies are yeah. unique and something yeah. fun. Since their own ways. when the hell did the Mothra larva be able to shoot beams? You know. Yeah, it's like oh, Mothra's got a neck beam now. Like it's coming out of its neck, if you will. Exactly. And so, in uh, one thing that was a direct comparison mm. between the Gamera and the Godzilla films at the time of the Heisei era. In Destroyer, you had. 
human-sized small destroyers yeah. uh, attacking uh, all the soldiers. Which was an alien ripoff. Alien yeah, Aliens ripoff. Rip yeah. But then you saw the way Gamera 2 did it. Yeah. With the soldier legions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so much well like it's a night and day difference. Yes. Like even when even when they did Megaguirus and they had the, the smaller, the, the, the Magneron. That was a horrifying scene. Yeah. It's... It, it it worked, but like yeah. it's still it's like the, the Legion soldiers never you know you never top that. Yes, and, the, the, and they're doing it on, on less money. Like it's like somebody sat down. It's like this is the difference between pro, like a production line and actually people who care about this stuff yes. doing it. That was what the night and day difference was. Yeah. It's like okay, we have I think Gamma Two was made on like what six million American or something like that. I don't remember exactly. They right. weren't they weren't much. I remember Gamma Three was only made on like nine. I remember mm-hmm. someone telling me that. You have these great puppets. They're the Legion soldiers, and they're moving gracefully across the screen. And when they're actually attacking people, it's like, oh yeah, they're 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 messing up people. Like there's blood. There's actually oh, yeah. there's there's repercussions to everything too. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> This is the first time, like, when get like, eight. Hey, the whole thing's done in, in the winter, too, which hasn't been, I don't think, I, I can't recall yeah. a snow, uh, you know, a monster movie, in, in, of, except for maybe Half Human. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, so, pretty much, and the beauty is, it's like, they did an alien movie without having to do aliens. Yes. You have, it's just an organism that travels through space, lands, populates, and then moves on. The flower, the whole flower aspect, and everything like that. I was like, this is genius. It's an ecosystem built into itself. Exactly. Yeah. And the, I make apt comparisons to the Dark Knight trilogy with Gamera in the fact that, so Batman Begins is your mythology set. So that's what Gamera 1 was. Yes. Dark Knight with the Joker, where it's like, okay, we're kind of ignoring that storyline. We're just going to do our own thing with this movie. And we're going to raise the stakes and all kinds of cool shit's going to happen. And then part three, they come back to the mythology and wrap everything up. That's exactly what the Gamma movies do. Like, Legion is its own thing. It's stand- like, you can actually show people Legion, mm-hmm. and you don't need to watch one, because it's pretty much just like, okay, you get the idea. Gamma's here. The only thing that wouldn't be explainable was um, the psychic connection. Yes. So, other than that, beautifully done. The, the, um, the, fi- the final fight is like nothing you've ever seen. Yes. Like, if it turns into a beam battle at one point... But the beams are even gracefully like animated. Like when Legion, when Gamma rips off Legion's uh, no, pincers, yeah. and it's like, okay, that was a cool like a Giver-esque attack weapon. And it's like, oh, awesome, the fight starts. No, it just turns into an even more powerful weapon that just impales the crap out of Gamera. The creme de la creme scene of that hole is when Gamera, after he heals up, mm-hmm. and he flies from, I think it was Sapporo that what gets destroyed, right? Sendai. Sendai. So he comes, he breaks away, he gets re, he, he, he Wolverine's up, he heals up, then hulks up, then takes off flying to fight Legion. When he comes in, Legion's already advancing, they're trying to hold Legion off with the, uh, with that electric barrier. And then Gamma starts coming in on this, be- this shot that no one has ever, ever redone of sort. Gamma coming in, flight mode. Legion's starting to volley, you know, attacks at him. And we get from the ground level. So we get the, the turn as the buildings are whipping past. We're seeing Gamma. Then there's that one quick edit where they go past the building. Gamma drops from flight mode to, to, uh, to warrior mode, if you will, yes. and just starts unloading on Legion as he's skidding across yes. the landscape. And I'm sitting there like, it's one of those moments. It's like, how the hell did they do that? 
And then when you actually see how they do it, because there was a, my my copy had the making of, they showed how they did that scene. It is the the simplest, most ingenious thing I've ever seen. They just pretty much had the suit standing, and they had a rotating uh, uh, um, set, and so the camera would be set, and they're just spinning the buildings past it <laughs> enough to it gives it the illusion the camera is like sliding across. Wow, genius! It's Japanese ingenuity. Oh, wow. and efficiency oh, bless in you. Exactly. Exactly. So you're thinking, that's great. How can the hell can they top this? Oh, yeah. They and do. then yeah. we get to Gamma 3, which I still hold as one of the greatest. Like, I will take that moment to my grave, that I, screening. I must agree. You didn't, did you go to that G-Fest? I did not. I don't think I did. Oh. I feel bad because now I'm like Mark and I are going to like really nerd out. and like. No, it's okay. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so that's screening. Well, everyone's waiting in line. There's like, I think they only had one screening of it too, right? Yes. So it was like mid 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 Sunday, like after yeah. like two o'clock. I'm imagining a Chris and a Mark just always. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, we've probably seen each other. Sure. We've crossed paths. We know we've crossed paths before without realizing it. At, yeah. at some points. It's like two ships in the night. Exactly. <laughs> type yeah. of thing. So we get in. I've you know at the time like I don't have the internet yet, so I haven't really seen any previews for it yet. So I'm going in blind to this. I'm only going in with what I've read on the internet and what I've seen in pictures. So I know what Iris looks like. Apparently there's guys yeah. in the movies, and that's all I know of. I had a preview on the videotape that I had. I, I forgot for what movie, but... Is that the I, one with the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, the, that theme one? Uh, I forgot. There was a real quick but cut it, it did show. it did show that bit of uh, uh, the attack on uh, uh, when the Gausses are fighting. Is it Shibuya? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when, the, when yeah. the explosion off, yeah, when, the and he's flying away yeah. after Gamma. That's at the very end of the trailer. I thought, oh my god, that looks amazing. Yes, so I sit down. My mind, first time I've ever been to the Egyptian theater was for the screening. Yeah. I sit down, lights go down, and this movie starts up. And you know, it's playing very, you know, like this is like, oh man, this this is summer. Like this movie starts off, yes. like they're going heavy with this one. And then, you know, we don't see anything. There's, like, no monster. There's only mentions, and, like, that's pretty much it for, like, the first half hour, 40 minutes. And then we get to that Shibuya attack sequence. Well, you, you do see that one dead gauss. Yeah, that's, you know, the yeah. woman beating it. Like, with the hole, yeah. Yeah, and then you see the Gamma graveyard, which was, like, yeah. okay, where are they building to with this? Like, there's more. There's, like, more. Like, that's, that's, that's the one thing that's tormenting about this is that there is such... A, uh, a rich history history that they built that they didn't they never touched on yeah. they barely touched on the whole Atlantis thing could be its own movie exactly the yeah. whole like the, yeah. the first camera like you could do whatever God only knows what other monsters mm-hmm. that they bet that they built and stuff and, like that you know and uh, it's genius too because it also kind of explains why camera looks so different in every film mm-hmm. they could be completely different cameras they could or the fact that maybe that camera was like. You know, that's that's like an infant stage camera and like it's maturing as the movie goes along. Like each one like that we only we don't wait, this isn't even his final form. Yes. That kind of thing. Yeah. So when you because when Pokemon it. Very much, yeah. yeah. It's an evolution. Like it could be it like more and more abilities as the films go on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, because at the end of the second one you see when he taps in the mana and he does the the mega smasher move as yeah. I call from Guyver. Guyver, yeah. Yeah, when the Pokemon whole chest Guyver. opens up, you're just like, What the hell? And they and the beauty is they pay off on that too because when they explain it's like, oh yeah, Gamma tapped into this and it really threw everything off. Yeah. Like that was a last ditch that shouldn't have not been done. So, and they play off with the whole fact that he was disconnected from uh, from the girl too. Yeah. So now he's just like 
Yeah, so now he's he's lone wolf in it again. Yeah, and, and so then, now he has no connection to humanity. No connection to humanity. Which so explains pretty, the Shibuya scene. Yeah, pretty much it's just he's Earth protector. That's for and she's following his programming. Yeah, and so when and the, people are in the way, too bad. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah, tough tough titty. So when that scene's when you see the gals coming through and you see the ball like the one that everyone's like, hey, there's something burning in the sky. I'm falling in the sky. This falling, and then when it finally lands, that beautiful shot. Yes. It lands in the background. Everyone's like, oh my god, we start running. Then you hear Gamma come in. Yes. And he starts, he, when he comes in and he goes from his spinning mode to like his landing mode, scolds oh. the crap out of people. Yes. Like they really, like they're like, okay, what would really happen if Gamma landed with his jets? It's That's like, what I was Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, no, for the first time you see the effect on all the, all the populace mm-hmm. for the very first time. Yeah. If like, a few giant monsters really started slugging it out yeah, and, in the middle of the city. And not only that, but it wasn't just like one gal. It was like a whole swarm. Yes. And they were like that perfect like midway kind of like they were not bigger than Gamera, but they were big enough to actually cause some damage. And when Gamera when you want to talk like we talked about how gory the the first ones were, but they were gory in their own cartoonish way. They took pretty much that and they updated it with this. When you see that Gauss puppet, like the Gauss head, is laying there that's been screwed up by Gamma. Like yes. Gamma just effed him up hard. It's barely alive. Barely alive. It's screaming in pain. It's eyeballs hanging out of its yeah. socket. Yeah. And then Gamma, like you said, like everyone's just kind of like, they, they, the, the way Kanaiko framed this whole sequence was brilliant. Like they, get, they frame the shot. People are like kind of dumbfounded. They're like looking and they're like, there's some people actually recording. Like kind of what you what would happen to me with everyone's cell phones. Like everyone yeah. would stop. Like, okay, and then Gamma looks down. It's like just blast the crap out of it, and that's when the first like shockwave hits, yes. and use that that initial blast that comes up, and people are like running in terror as buildings are being blown out, stuff like that. And they're like, oh, that wow, holy crap, things it's it got real. Then the second gals comes in, and the Gamma take it's now foot chases. Gamma's going through, blasting through buildings. Just knocking crap out. People right. were running in terror, yes. and all he's trying to do is just just murder these things and go on to have it for the rest of his day. When he blasts that third one out, and well, actually no, I think the shot is he's walking. He comes down the street, stay up marshmallow man style. Yes. So the streets open, and the gals is weaving in and out of the buildings as he's blasting it, and he hits a gas main or something, and just causes that ripple effect yes. as people or bodies are flying. And the town is just in, it's in sunders, and it's just you see the gals come out. It's like he didn't even get the goddamn thing. Yes. And Meanwhile, he just wiped yeah, ten thousand people. Just yeah, not even a care. Which when it brings up to that scene when the gals, the last gals he's aiming for, shoots the beam down, and the kids underneath them. Yes. And he holds his hand. They're like, people are like, oh well. And he actually was like, no, it was just kind of like, dumb I think, luck. Yeah, it was a dumb luck kind of thing. Like they. They nicely hammered home that Gamera doesn't care anymore. Yes. And that that whole sequence here, I would, people like that theater was a gas. Like yeah. no one had ever seen anything like that. Like it got quiet. Yeah. And they. Yeah. And, and I love the way the entire scene, the way the entire scene is punctuated. Mm. I know Gamera saved me. Yeah. I know Gamera yeah, saved me. Yeah. Like he's me. like kind of like poking yeah, yeah. the whole front of the children thing. Yeah. He says, "I know Gamera saved me." Yeah. And then the camera pulls back. Mm. You see the, the entire city on fire. Yeah. It's like no. At what cost? Just, yeah, at what? Yeah, pretty much. It's like it really didn't save that kid. He was just having to be in the right yes. place at the right time. Meanwhile, you know, thirty thousand people are missing. Yeah, yeah. And I like that because they got the counter going up yes. too as like the body count starts rising, and then one shot of Gamma taking off when he's done. It's that like was done. Awesome. How do you see it? <laughs> so then you have the whole subplot with Iris. Iris, which it, 
the whole thing has like a very Evangelion kind of feel to it. Even mind you, that like three of the guys that worked on that show worked on these movies yes. too. So uh, when the whole Iris subplot starts rolling, and you're just like, oh, so this is like the anti-camera now. So you have pretty much now you have your Batman and your Joker. So uh, which you know it makes like what else did they create in Atlantis? Like because Iris is controlled the same way, but yeah. it's like. This isn't like this. This was like maybe like they kind of alluded like this was maybe the next step, but the experiment went terribly, terribly wrong. Yes. And like now it's this giant. It's it, the uniquest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it has no face really. It's an yeah. armored shell over an orb. It's a bunch of squids and it's got like hooves and like there's just things to to stab. It's a stab machine. It's something you would normally see in an anime. Yes, but very they need a so. live action version of it. Yeah, it's very... An actual squi- physical suit. Yeah, it's like a squiddish kind of like uh, yeah. biomechanical thing. Yeah. So when you finally see that final form, and when they get to that whole stuff, like when Iris takes off for the first time, yeah. you get that beautiful moonshot when it's coming over flying. Like the way it even flies is genius. Yes. The imagine, membranes. Imagine uh, a Gauss taken over by Guyver. Yes, with pretty much. With Dr. Octopus tentacles. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. And so when, the, when you're in that theater, when that moon, when that scene, when it comes yes. over the clouds and the, and the F-15s are chasing after yes. it, everyone's like, Wait, how much did they pay for that? How much was this movie? Like, this is like, and mind you, at that same year, we have Mothra 3 coming out. Yes. Or Mothra 3 had just come out, so. With those uh, fake dinosaur puppets. Yes. <laughs> we had that, and now we have this, and we're just like, this is, this is how, what we've all we've asked for for and, like the last. The one weeks. scene when, uh, uh, when the final battle begins, mm-hmm. when Iris slowly lowers down. Yes, in the like, like the angel style, the like, angel of death, because it goes like it actually forks up like almost like a cross as yes. it's coming down. Just, oh, beautifully ominous. But when, because mind you, at this point, Iris and Gamera have not even met on screen. So until this midair battle, when the F-15s are chasing and the Iris is like blasting them out, like left and right, and then out of the clouds, they're like, "Hey, there's something next to us," and you see Gamera's head pop out of the clouds. And you're like, "Oh, it's going to get real now." And we have this: the jets take off, they 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 break away, and we get the first. And the first fight's a midair battle, yeah. and you're going through, like they're hauling ass over the over you know through these clouds. Gamera's like laying into Iris. Iris is but there's a beautiful scene where. The, the greatest creation was doing the the wing mode. Yes. Like, Gamera's arms turning out so you can actually kind of use them as weapons. Yeah. So you're getting this whole sequence with Gamera and Iris just going at each other. And they are, like, there's, there's Gamera, like, Iris is blasting Gamera. There's blood flying at the screen. All this great stuff. And then the moment where everyone lost their collective goddamn minds in the theater was Gamera backs away, goes into spin mode, and just starts, like, disking, hammering, the, hammering the crap out of them. I remember everyone just getting up. The guy next to me just spilled his drink. He got like, oh my god! Yeah! Like, everyone just lost it. Yeah. And then that final scene, which, in the rain, in a, the set is massive. They're fighting in a train station. That The whole sequence, they're like they're, they don't go anywhere. They sit in a train station, and they just clobber each other. Which, there is a beautiful simplicity to that. Like, there's at no point in your life, it's like... These guys haven't moved in like 15 minutes. It's like, I don't care. This is great. Because all they're doing is they're sh- it's a shoving match at that point. Yes. But it's the greatest shoving match you've ever seen. And, and, then, and meanwhile, uh, yeah, uh, the human element's yeah. going on. 
and, and the and the human element is direct, uh, directly involved. Yes, so they're not just back that's the battle for that girl's soul. Exactly, and they're not just on the side. It's like, oh, I wonder what Gamora's going to do this time. It's like, no, we got to get her away from her. as Iris is trying to merge with her. Yeah, and eventually he gets Iris yeah, gets does her. absorb her. Yeah, and then you see this whole sequence where she sees Iris's memories, where it's like. Oh, you murdered my family, and then she actually sees the truth of the it. truth of the Gamma why she hates Gamma. Yeah, yeah, it was Gauss coming up. So, like the nightmare Gamma, and then you get the nightmare Gauss, and it's like, oh, so my parents died because of this. Yeah. And so then she has that that, that whole moment where she's like flipping, like spinning through, yeah, and the like, Sauron is looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, she's help like, me, help yeah, me, help me. And then also you just see this. Which when you at the first when you just see it, it's just, like, the screen goes white, yes. but when you go back and watch it, it's like it's it's the, it's the, the claw, claw. <laughs> goes in, and you just get the shot of Gamera's arm inside Iris again. That place lost its yes. goddamn mind because it's a beautiful pullout shot. Gamera's got its arm in Iris, trying to yank her out. Iris impales the crap out of Gamera's other arm and starts absorbing Gamera's energy yes. and starts creating like its own plasma balls. Yes. So you get this shot, which. Really hammers home like what makes a great Japanese giant monster film over like what the Americans did. You get a moment where Gamera's like looking, like there's thought process going on, and there's actual like emotion. It's like, okay, I can let go, I can save my hand, and I could probably take this thing out, but I would lose the girl, or I pull the girl out, probably injuring this thing, but I gotta sacrifice my hand. There's that moment where it's like, eh, eh, and blast the crap out of his arm off. Yes. And pull, when his arm just, it's like, it's like, tw- it, years later, we get 120, 127 hours, wherever it was, where he, after he cuts his own arm yes. off, just the sinew and everything coming off as he rips his arm out. Stumped, just spraying blood. And that's when Gamera yanks the, uh, yanks the girl out. You wouldn't think they could top a mega smash, the mega smasher move that they did. This move that they did was, it, Ingenious. So Gamma, so Iris blasts Gamma's own energy at him, absorbs it into his arm, and turns into a flame. Yeah, it's the shining finger move from uh, Fatal Fury that they do, <laughs> and just fire punch like he does Goku's Dragon Punch right into blasting the crap out of everything. You get okay, everyone, all the people are saved. I'm like, oh man, holy crap! Okay, then you get the Gauss swarm coming in. Yes. And it's just thousands of them. And we leave on possibly the most downiest note since Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Where Gamera is beat to crap. Like, when he walks up, eyes screwed up. His, he's missing an arm. Like, yeah. he's been through hell. And just pretty much it's just like, all right, I'm going to fight Gauss. And then that's where they end. Yeah, and she's and like, you sons of bitches. And you mentioned before, with mm-hmm. they said, no, uh, how many? Yeah, like, there's many. a lot of. There's yeah, a lot of them. A lot. And you see how many there are. Yeah. Like, and huge. Just, Countless swarm, and uh, it ends. It ends. And you're just like you can't. You no, you bastards. <clears throat> now the thing was that that show everyone was on their feet. Yes, just clapping. Like Mr. Kaneko got up. He was like, I remember his look on his face. He's like, Wow! Like I didn't he, he expect was shocked that at the standing ovation. Yeah, because he was saying Japanese audiences are very subdued. Mm-hmm. Maybe polite clapping. He had standing ovation. People yeah. were nuts. That was... I remember. That was a great moment. Oh, fantastic one. And then after... I, I forgot who interviewed him afterwards, but they had... Like, everyone was like, so how did you do this? How did you... Like, what? Yes. This and this, this, this. And then I think that's the one where he revealed where it's like, uh, why does anybody bring up to the attention that Gamera's a giant walking turtle? I think that's where he mentioned, it's like, well, in the Gamera world, there are no turtles. So nobody would have any frame of reference to what Gamera is. 
I, I want to say it was there. Or it, was, it was another interview he did right after that. So, but he did bring that up. Then in, in that world, there is no, there are no turtle species. I, I think I vaguely remember that. So, that's super. The sad. the crescendo has hit. The bar has been raised so high. And here's the thing, they've never really come close to touching it again either. Like those yeah. Gamera films are. I call them the Holy Trilogy for a yes. reason. Because another film was made a few, a few years later. Yes, with none, without any of the staff or involvement, yes. and someone had the right idea. Let's go back to the 60s and 70s films and just update that. It's like, okay, you don't go, you don't make five steps forward and then take two steps back. Yes. And mind you, Gamera the Brave is not a bad movie. But you cannot compare you, it to the Hazy no. Trilogy. Unfortunately, no. The, that's... Yes. Yeah. See, yeah, he's he, they made him adorable again. Yes. He's big eyed. He's kind of he's like ah, kind of dancing around. Yeah. He's fighting. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Kalakau uh, did not get sued by Subaraya for his because <laughs> you're looking at that's like you look awfully familiar, like a certain Ultraman villain who have to be a uh, okay. Well, we'll <laughs> we're just ignoring this then, I guess. But a, a really cool monster design, nonetheless. Oh, yeah. Zetus was very nice. He's, which, again, murdering people left and right. Yeah, movie's violent yeah. as hell. Like, this is a kid's movie. Like, this is a flat-out kid's movie. And Toto's getting messed up hard. That's, yes. Which, much like nicknaming Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Like, you don't need to nickname your, your damn monster. I don't... No, I don't, it's, he's Gamera. Don't call him Toto, okay? Yeah. Don't call him Mechagodzilla Kuro. It's, it's freaking Mechagodzilla, okay? But Toto was significantly cuter than Manila. Yes. Who oh, was, yeah. like, creepy as hell. Yeah, I, I, I... So creepy. I get the idea behind let's make him adorable so we can sell lots of merchandise to children, like cute-eyed Gamera's and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, I have several big-eyed Z- Totos. They never made a Zabus figure, though, did they? Uh, not, a, not a full-size Bandai, but uh, Konami made a, a, a good Zabus figure. Konami also, Atlier G1, mm-hmm. had a great Zetus figure. Okay. They're both hard to find. Yeah, because it's a great design. And the, fi- the effects are actually really are fairly top-notch in The it. effects are pretty good in it, yeah. the, Again, they don't compare, though, to no, no, the no, Gamma. No, no. Like, the, the, they tried their best with what they did. Obviously, it felt this felt more like a corporate-level like mandate. Like, let's try to make more Gamma movies, but let's try it. Like, Go back to a proven yeah. formula yeah, it's instead like, of... No, you, no, Gamma movies became like, these are the adult... Yeah. Like monster movies that like the hardcore fans love, like you, you, you know, these, these are people who grew up like Godzilla are now adults. It's like you can't really people will go see them, but it's like we want something to kind of take you know cater to our flavor now. Yeah. And that's what the Gamera movies did, and unfortunately, Brave and again set back everything again. Like there was the two thousands were a very weird era where people were still trying to figure out the whole franchise thing, mm-hmm. where they're like, well, we can't like. If you look at the Marvel movies back in the day, like X-Men, it's like, well, we can't have the costumes. People aren't going to buy it. So let's Matrix them up and everything like that. Yeah. That's what Gamera the Brave really felt like. It's like, yeah, we have an idea, but we don't want to go dark. But again, they try to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. And it didn't really work. And I, nobody really cared. And the only thing, the, the, big thing, the biggest thing that came out of that is that meme that goes around every about six months on <laughs> Facebook. It's like, they found this giant turtle in the yeah. Amazon. Yes. It's like... Okay, do you know any turtles have tusks on the on them? And like, as everyone points out, and if you go to Snoop, so like, no, this is from a movie called Gamma the Brave, where they actually built a prop. Yeah. So, which is detrimental to the prop, the fact that people were actually like, wow, that looks, uh, wow, I can't believe they found a turtle that big. It's like, 
No, but you know, it's a very good, you know, prop that they yeah. built up. So I'm very curious what they did with that thing too. Yeah, they might probably just destroyed it. Probably. Well, while that was technically the true sequel to that, Mark, there was a actual sequel sequel to Gamera, the, the Gamera trilogy. Yes. And there was a there was an unofficial fourth mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. which did resolve that final scene from Gamera Three. Now you happen to be close buddies with the person that made it now. Shinpei Hayashia. Mm-hmm. Yes, I brought Shinpei Hayashia mm-hmm. to G Fest in twenty fourteen. And this is after well, let's go back. Okay. <laughs> after Gamera Three mm-hmm. happened, that was the end of the trilogy. Yeah. Uh one of the English titles for it is Gamera, the Incomplete Struggle, because mm-hmm. it was technically incomplete. Yep. What happened there, people wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Hayashiya, who's known in Japan as a uh, Rakugo artist, uh, huge kaiju fan. He's been there for decades. He's been in a lot of, uh, uh, you know, he's interviewed all the greats. Uh, he thought, well, I would like to see what happens. So he wrote his own treatment, his own script, and filmed his own movie. It's a technically a fan film, mm-hmm. a fan film of professional caliber. Mm-hmm. Not you know, not big budget or anything. Uh, suits were made for Gamera and Albino Gauss, mm-hmm. and it picks up right at the moment where Gamera three leaves off. Gamera's facing this giant horde of Gauss, and it uh, shows what happened. He he defeats them, but not all of them. There's an albino gals, which is the, which is the mastermind, and it brings back uh, Inspector Osako, paid by Yujiro Hotaru, again, mm. you know, uh, reprising his role. And uh, it, it's a fantastic movie, an independent film, and uh, it became the stuff of legend in the early 2000s because uh, various websites like Sci-Fi Sci-Fi Japan were reporting on it. There was some. There was a few pieces. There were some publicity photos that got released, mm-hmm. and then I think very briefly, there was the there was like because they they showed some they showed some footage on a talk show, didn't they? Yes, and that's what got that got out for for a brief time online. Yeah, yeah. There was an interview with uh, uh, Mr. Hayashiya, and he did show some <laughs> footage from Gamma Four, and it was you know and. Uh, a big deal was made about it. People are asking, "No, no, well, how, how can we see this thing?" But over time, it, it quickly got forgotten. And uh, at the time, I was looking for Wolfman vs. Godzilla, and of course, Gamma Four was one of the ones I wanted to see as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had written Mr. Hayashiya, and also Kyle Yanch from Kaiju Cast has mm-hmm. written him as well. But Hayashiya was like, "Okay, I did my screenings over here." Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a total of ten screenings in Japan. Mm-hmm. Of Gamma Four, a lot of them which were attended by Shusuke Kaneko. Really? He was so impressed with Gamma Four, he would actually go and introduce it to the crowds. Wow! And said, "If I had made a fourth one, it mm. would have been a lot like this." Oh wow! So he had the the uh, the, the stamp of approval. Stamp of approval from Kaneko. <laughs> um, but then the film kind of fell into you know almost urban legend status. Mm. You know, because after those the, those few you know. Publicity stills that there's nothing else. No, it was shown a total of ten times in mm. Japan, ten times, and that's it. And then no more was heard of it, you know, because you know very few people saw it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, when it was shown, it was shown up as like like loft plus one, which is yeah. maybe 100, 150 mm-hmm. people, two hundred people max. Um, but I was still trying to get a hold of them, 
after my success with bringing Wolfman vs. Godzilla and Nakajima mm-hmm. to G-Fest, I sent an invitation to Mr. Hayashiya again, and this time he responded. One of his main concerns, well, there was a couple of concerns. Katakawa had allowed Mr. Hayashiya mm-hmm. to show Gamera 4 mm-hmm. as, you know, you show it as an expo, make no money off of it, yeah. we'll allow little screenings. Mm-hmm. Also, he was hesitant to come to America because he thought nobody would know who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, did bring him out, and he showcases other movies, still Rego and Raiga, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, we did show Gamera Four to a private audience at G Fest, and then a few days later, there was an event hastily arranged at Anime Jungle, which you attended. Yes, I did, and got to see Gamera Four. Yes, Maybe I did. Twenty-five to thirty people showed up. <clears throat> And uh, so, yeah, you want to talk about intimate? That was yes. Like, so there were two screenings of Gamma Four, which I organized that happened in the U.S. And uh, it's it's a wonderful film, and uh, especially considering the era that it was made, it was made like a year after Gamma Three was released, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, 2000, like 2000. 2001, 2002. <clears throat> and so, an interesting story about it is that you no, know, even though it's very low budget, mm-hmm. and he used the uh, help of uh, people like uh, uh, Yutaka Arai who did uh, uh, superhero shows like Lion the Barbarian and uh, Salt Man. Mm. Yutaka Arai uh, was actually in the Gamera 4 suit. Mm. I have some footage of him. Oh, wow. There were actually two people in the suit. Because one person in the back would, uh, would uh, control the head mm-hmm. like a puppet. Yeah. While they opened up the arms yeah. and rocking. It was pretty interesting the way they, they did that. It's interesting you bring that up because uh, Mr. Hayashi released, what, two photos yes. last uh, this week? Yes, because it's making a big deal about it because of the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Gamma Force once again being shown in Japan after all this time mm-hmm. as part of a 50th anniversary celebration. So they went and dug out the suit. Because mm-hmm. uh, another interesting factoid, mm-hmm. the Gamma Force suit appeared in another production. What was that? Assault Man. Mm-hmm. You talk about Rise Assault Man. They give him a little headpiece and made it a, a totally different monster. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they jerished him up a bit. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty much camera wearing like, kind of like, <laughs> like a helmet. Almost. Like a helmet, like like a helmet from like World War One, like what the Germans would wear almost. And uh, there will be a link in the show notes to the video. Oh yeah, oh, that's gonna be great. And. Uh, yeah, so that's the unofficial camera that uh, very few people have seen. And it is it it, it is a uh, amongst a lot of fans. I mind you, I spent years like trying hoping that someone had bootlegged it. Like it, no, I thought it got like it got a DVD release or something in Japan. Because mind you, there's been a few like movies like the Jushin Thunder Liger movie that Steve Wang made out there. Mm-hmm. Like I have been looking for that for years, and you know people are like. Yeah, I remember seeing it, but nobody wanted it, so I never brought it. I'm like, damn, damn it! So I asked every vendor I knew. It's like, do you have Gamma Four? Do you have Gamma? I'm like, I don't know. They confuse it with Gamma the Brave. Yeah, yeah. After a while, then I then I gave up, and then Jessica and I's first panel we did at Comic Kazi. That's when Mark and his brother come up. He's like, hello, you know, I had great panel, and you uh, you're like, hey man, you want you want to see some stuff? See some cool shit. Like, <laughs> like, like it was like dealing. real, like sinister. Like, because you were wearing your Wolfman versus Godzilla shirt. I'm like, oh hey, you're like, yeah, I'm the dude that brought him. Like, what? Please tell me more. You're like, oh, I have so many other goodies. 
Yeah, because I remember you I showed had, you Wolfman for the Godzilla, yeah. and, and then you said me, this is fan called Gamma Fargo. Oh, yeah. And I pulled you that had, out. You had clips of it. I'm like, oh, my. It was the first time I ever seen, like, moving footage. I lost my collective shit on the floor right there. <laughs> like, Jessica's, like, looking at me, like, what the hell's wrong with you? And I'm just like, you don't understand. Like, you were like Felix the Cat with his magical bag of tricks. But your bag was an iPad of wonder. <laughs> I think I told that to Kyle. It's like, his, yeah, he asked me, like, in the interview we did with him. He's just like... What's the biggest thing? It's like meeting Mark. Because Mark, when we first met Mark, Mark had this magical iPad that just kept giving and giving. It would never <laughs> stop. Like, you couldn't turn it off. It was just flowing with greatness. You can see what I have on my laptop now. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. <laughs> but as a person who has seen Gamma 4, it is a delightful little thing. Now, um, for some people, because there were people who were looking at the, what, uh, the, the suit. Pictures mm-hmm. are put out, and mind you, now that there's a new Gamma movie coming out, there were a lot of people that were like, "This is the suit they're going with. Like, why is his leg so fat and everything like that?" And I had to kind of step in because I knew about the two-person story because mm-hmm. he, he had told it at that screen. Like, oh no, this is the Gamma Four, you know, the unofficial thing, and there are two people, and that's why the legs are so fat yes. because there's two people. Yeah. It's like, because at one point I was like. The shell looks like it's made out of cardboard. I'm like, you're correct. It was made out of cardboard. Cardboard and latex. Yeah. Like, the whole thing that... that I think he said he made that suit in, like, what, $600 or something like that? There was an article which erroneously stated that the entire film cost $2,500 to make, which is not true. No. I asked Mr. Hayashiya. No way. Yeah. No, you can't. I, no. But amazingly, though, $30,000. Wow. Budget. It has, a, it has computer effects for 2000 Yes. Which yes. is unheard of for a fan film at that yes. point. Well, yeah, uh, the, the the gentleman who helped Mr. Hayashi mm-hmm. with all, all the CGI was uh, Kazuya Hayashi, who made his own film, Godzilla vs. Sidora. Mm-hmm. So uh, the CGI was courtesy of him. Oh, okay. Uh, interesting bit about how the money was raised for Gamera 4. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hayashiya, long, like I said, longtime Godzilla fan, kaiju fan, collector sold most of his toy collection to finance Gamma 4. It's the story you always here. It's like, yeah, yes. sell, yeah, sell what you love to do what you love. Yeah, but, you know, it went towards something good. Mm-hmm. Gamma 4, to me, is one of the treasures of, you know, mm-hmm. that's one of my greatest accomplishments, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's out of obscurity. At least it's like, it's in the, like, you could, or we could really put it, it's like, the, they found the Ark. But then, then they boxed it up. It's in that warehouse somewhere, but we know it's there. Yes. That's the beauty. You can go and find it one day, but you have to kind of look for it. Look for it real hard. You almost got to believe, like, like the entrance to Hogwarts. <laughs> but, but, but now that mm-hmm. I brought Mr. Hayashi, mm-hmm. and now, he, now that he knows American fans, mm-hmm. he embraces us all. And that's oh, his... he had that that's showing. Like he was like all into it. Like yes. And the beauty is, he's a showman too. Oh yes, he's a very personable guy. Yeah. And it is directly the reason that he was here mm-hmm. and his. Uh, reception by American fans is the entire reason he's making Raiga versus Oga. Really? That's the real entire reason he's making that. It's, just, it's, it's for us. Wow. It's 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 almost uh, it's like almost heartwarming in its own way. Yeah. Because I mean, because Raiga because Raiga is already a sequel in its in yeah, its own right Rego. Rego. Mm-hmm. So now it's completing the trilogy yes. with the, with this monster, yes. which the I've seen some stuff from it. it looks awesome. Yes. And uh, someone we know is in this movie, Jessica. <laughs> yeah. He a, yeah, yeah. He's got a he's got a scene or two we've seen. Actually, I have a pretty big role in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm a I play a CIA boss. 
And, who uh, happens to be dressed like a blues brother. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that, that was the original concept. Yeah. Before, before, like, like the blues brother. You're pulling but, off a Jake look. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe this. After everything that I've done, mm-hmm. I was rewarded with having a speaking role in a Japanese kaiju film. Childhood dream. Childhood dream. I could mm. never, never have to imagine this. I said, sir, you're doing the Lord's work. So, I mean, that's no one else is out there doing this stuff. And the fact that you're bringing this wonderful stuff to us, it's just... It, it's well, it's because I, I, I want to see this stuff. I love this stuff. And when I went to Japan, I was shocked that nobody, nobody in Japan is doing it. Well, I think it's because it's much like over here. It gets, it, it's kind of passe. It's like yeah. with comic book stuff with us over here. It's yeah. like it, there's so many great stories. No one's just ever bothered to really do it. I think now the beauty is we live in an age now where you, you can go to Best Buy. You can drop twelve hundred dollars on a camera. Mm-hmm. You have you go get a copy of Sony Vegas, legal or not, and then uh, <laughs> you go and you shoot. Like you can put a whole a whole film crew together for like under like two thousand dollars now. Mm-hmm. A whole setup. And you can go make whatever kind of movie you want. And docs, especially now, are a big thing. There are people... We got a documentary on a Fantastic Four movie that never never saw the light of day, except for in bootleg circles. Yeah, Justin and I went to go see that. Which, yeah. by the way, how was it? Fantastic. It was really good. Fantastic. Yeah. You can order it online. Oh, I got Support the filmmakers. I got it. I love that kind of stuff. The Superman, the death of Superman Returns. Stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, someone's doing a doc now on Justice League Mortal. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And they actually got production, like, designs and everything like that. So, the fact that, I mean, you're going one step further. You're actually looking for stuff that's done. Yeah. But the problem is, it's just like at a time, it, it, it was kind of like, it was at a time where it's like, mm, there's a small contingency that really care about this in, yeah. in like its home country. But now it's like, there's, it's only, it was like whispered in rumors out yeah. here. So, and then you're going out, you're hunting it down. You're very much, you know, Indiana Jones finding these great treasures and bring them. It's like, you're putting them in the museum that they belong yeah. in, sir. And that's what's, that's exactly what's great. And the fact that also, we're also in any, taking the same equipment, everyone's doing their own damn fan film now, too. Yeah. And they're up there. I mean, like, a Batman Dead End pretty much started that whole revolution. Yes. Yes. And mind you, that dude spent some money on that. Yeah. But now you're seeing people who are going out and just, they're making their own Batman fan, they're starting Kickstarters to make a fan film. Yes. So, we live in this great age where now, you know, as Kevin Smith says, like, you can go out and make your own damn movie. Like, you yeah. can take an iPhone and you can make a movie now. And that's what everyone's doing. They're like, And that's great. I really support that. But a lot of things I'm looking for are things that were made decades ago. Exactly. That therein lies the beauty of it, though. Because yeah. now you're treasure hunting. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great thing. So, it, when... Um, you know, who, who has seen Atragon 2? Very few people. Who has seen Matango 2? Um, when we showed that stuff at, uh, Anime, at, Jungle. at, at Anime Jungle, then we, I, you loaned us the footage to show at our panel at uh, Comic Con. Oh, that's right. They're like, the, who was, um, someone was going nuts over it. I th- who's the gentleman that wrote uh, the Godzilla episode that we had on the panel? Um, I do not remember. Oh, was it was it Adrian? Yes. And, yes. yes, Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. From he, yeah, he was like Monster Attack Team. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Atragon 2. He's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's a whole thing with this dude." He's like, "You're kidding me." I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's like a Darth Vader dude in this." He's like, "Shut up." He's like, "How long is it?" I'm like, an hour or something. He's like, an hour and a half, yeah. Yeah, people were like, with the gut, especially the, the Wolfman footage, yeah. just like floored people left and right. Which, all right, let's close out real quick before we go now. Let's close out on camera. Um, any, any final words on uh, on our favorite turtle out there? Well, uh, we have 
they just announced last month mm-hmm. the 50th anniversary Gamera film yeah. is finally happening apparently Which after what looked like it wasn't going to happen yes so well, and uh, we, we saw that demo reel and it's awesome it's yeah. awesome even though it's CGI it looks pretty damn awesome it does it's it's pretty much they learned their lesson oh go back to yeah. the Gnanko films it's very much where we want it to be. So we'll hopefully we'll see this next year as well, along with the new Godzilla, Godzilla Resurgence. It's, as I said, we're in a second renaissance, yes. if you will. It's coming like, back. Yes, it is. Oh, it's so good. It's, oh, it's in the air. It's so I thick. am excited. Um, oh, believe me, Jessica and I went on ad nauseum about it. She's like, there's so much. 2016 will be the second Kaiju boom. It will be. And mind you, when we started this podcast like two years ago, when Jessica and I sat down like at a little bistro... And uh, Burbank with her. We were at a Joaquino. Yeah, yeah, Joaquino. We were at Joaquino. (laughs) Of course, right? Theme appropriate. Two weeks after Comic Con, she's like, recorded there? No, we got together. That's where we first put everything together. When we met up, because we had only talked like a few times, like at cons, and Mm. she hit me. So she flies me down to Comic Con real quick on a press line. Yeah. I got no idea. I need to talk to you. I'm like, here's my information. Let's talk. So when I got back, she's like, I want to do a podcast about giant monsters. I'm like, I know a few things, so I think this could work. So when we got together there. You said I had a little what? You, you brought your dog. You brought Teddy. Oh, yeah. One of my dogs was yeah, scared. Yeah, he was just kind of like staring at me with his blank eyes. Just like, <laughs> you might be dead soon. I'm like, okay. So, so we sat down. Mind you, this is post-Pacific Rim pre Legendary Godzilla. Yes. And the at the time we had that, we had the IDW comics running. And that was pretty much it. We are like, well, there's enough. I think we can maybe drag this out. You know, we can we get to a lot of good episodes. We can interview people and all that. And and you like, did your Kamikaze panel when yeah. I met you guys. Yeah, and then it's just like all of a sudden it's like, things are swinging a whole nother way. Like, yeah. this this whole thing went. And then we hit, we're now in a bomb that went off. Like, Jessica and I like, we'll get like... We'll do like bi-monthly, and maybe we could find people from the past and stuff like that. Or do the comics, and now it's like there's we've done more news episodes than I ever thought we would do because there's just so much stuff out there now. Yes. It's like it's ridiculous. I thought we were like, oh, this week we're going to talk about the dark. We're like, no, we got more Godzilla it sixteen seems like, stuff. It to seems talk like about. every month there's some unexpected news item that happens, and you just it might. Pacific Round 2 is happening. Pacific Round 2 is not King happening. King Kong vs. Godzilla is happening. And it's like, we got to dedicate a whole show to this. Yes. So, yes, we are definitely in the second renaissance. And the fact that Gamera's back. We got Gamera, Kong, Godzilla, they're all back. They're all great. Han, Chewie, Leia, they're all here. Yes. <laughs> and in 2016, we have two more films mm-hmm. that will be making their premiere. Now, sir, please tell us about this real quick. Okay. Well, we mentioned them already. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Hayashia and Mr. Nakajima, Shizuo Nakajima. Their films, Legendary Giant Beast Wolfman vs. Godzilla and Deep Sea Monster Raiga vs. Lava Beast Oga. Both are still in post-production. Raiga vs. Oga is still being filmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolfman vs. Godzilla is finishing up post-production and visual effects. Some and 23 editing, years. 30 years later. <laughs> but both men have informed me that it is their intentions to have both films complete by summer 2016. And both men would love to premiere them at G-Fest in Chicago. Keyword there, would. Would. That is their intention. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2013 and in 2014, I brought... 
them out myself to meet fans. Mm-hmm. G Fest was they were lovely and accommodating and denouncing them and you know giving them prime panel time, providing a table for them to meet fans. They've been lovely and wonderful and I thank them so much from the bottom of my heart for the work I did and I was glad to contribute. I brought them out as my personal guests. I I am the I footed the, the entire bill for the that to come out. This time they both want to come out and bring their completed films and premiere both films, a double world premiere at G Fest of Wolfman vs. Godzilla and Raga vs. Olga. What I am asking is that we need to let the people at G Fest know both men have proven themselves. People are interested in these films. Let's have them as official guests. And I'm asking everyone to please contact G-Fest and let them know we would love to see these films and love to see both men come out here and show them to us. Enthusiastic but politely, please. Yes, please. (laughs) G-Fest is still a very small convention. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's still basically a fan-run convention. And I, that's what I love about it. It's very intimate. I mean, where else can you go and hang out with the guests and go to dinner with them? I've heard stories of uh, of Don Fry wandering the halls at G Fest. Oh, Don Fry going to rooms and then putting <laughs> people in headlocks and stuff, and you know, <laughs> in search of uh, booze. Uh, so oh, we're going to have a link in the show notes uh, to uh, G Fest's Facebook page and also um, email information. And let's start a campaign to make this happen. To bring Wolfman vs. Godzilla and get and uh, Raga vs. Oga to G-Fest 2016. Let's make it the biggest year ever. Biggest year ever. They, yeah. They've announced some fantastic guests. They, mm-hmm. Guests that have a reunion of Akira Takarada and Linda Miller. Oh, wow. From King Kong Escapes. Ooh. Plus, Love King Kong Escapes. Yeah, yeah, plus Ultraman guests. Oh, now, yeah, because it's the 60th anniversary next mm-hmm. year, or 50th anniversary next year. Yeah, so I mean, so they, they already have a great tentative guest lineup. Mm-hmm. Let us add these two men. This would be the icing on the proverbial cake. Yes. Because, uh, you know, the, yeah, they do their showings every year, don't they? They do, they have a nice monster, they have a nice movie lineup. Oh, yes. They don't have premieres. <clears throat> no. We just got done talking about the last premiere that they yeah. had. Yeah, yeah. Gam- what did Gamma 3? Yeah, 99. So. And this is a double premiere. Yeah. And, you know, this is the first time Jessica and I are going to be coming out to yes. the Chicago one. So, it's like MacArthur returning to the Philippines, for, for, for especially for me. And also, I, I'm proposing to a, a podcast summit. Kyle from Kaiju Cast. Yes. You guys. And also Steven Schloss from the uh, Kaiju Saurus. Ooh. Uh, yeah, all, the way, all the way from Scotland. Oh, wow. Yeah. International. Ooh, yes. I like this sound. I mean, we get back, we'll get together with the, we'll, we'll see if we can powwow something together. Yeah. I, that sounds I like a, a, a podbuster, if you will. Yeah, maybe we can call Paula from uh, Tokusatsu Network. Yes, have her get out. Her out there. Yeah. I know. I've been telling her, so you get out there more. You got to get yourself known. <laughs> you got to get yourself seen. So, hi, hi Paula. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, yeah. There's, I'm, 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 I'm working on something. Hopefully, I will have something. I want to, I want to bring something oh, yeah. with me. That, so that will be wonderful. If if happens. it goes through, I've, I've, I've been in contact with the people. Oh. So one form or another, I will have something with us coming with us. If so it's what we've talked about. It is, it is, what, and might actually be something addendum to that as mm. well. So, 
Hopefully I can have something thrown together. It might not be as polished, but I want to I want to bring something cool with this. And I it, it look the people I've talked to are all for it. So hopefully next month I can we can, I can get started on this project. I'm, I'm excited so, about this coming year. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be good things. And mind you, we still got to talk to the GFS people ourselves about you know yeah. it's like we got some stuff we want to do too. So um, all right, uh, real quick, we got one more thing we got to talk about. Um, the AMF. The American film, or was it the American AFM, the American film market, was two weeks ago. Yes. And August Rigoni broke big news out of it. Mm-hmm. The fact that Toho was there, and they brought stuff with them, unbeknownst to everyone. Yeah, they're like they held an impromptu like flash sale because that's kind of what this was. Yes. So they were out there and they brought footage from what at the time we knew of called Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And they showed potential distributors from what August, I think he said it was like a 10-minute reel or something like yeah. that. And pretty much it was for distributors only, like if no press or anything like that. So if you were into buying it, you could go and see it. So footage is done. It's out there. And so people have seen it. Unfortunately, nobody has yes. come forward. Like, Principal photography has wrapped. Yeah. And so nobody has said what they have seen because as we, we, we figured it's like, it's a bunch of distributors who are just like picking up something are probably not like nerds like we are. We're no. Like, oh, there was this and this. They're like, yeah, maybe we'll pick it up. Which is also kind of confounding because it says that Toho's not selling this to Legendary. Legendary doesn't look like they're going to be going in and not picking this thing up. Which shocks the crap out of me because mind you, when TriStar and Sony picked up the rights, they, well, they went lock, stock, and barrel with it. Mm-hmm. They released, I think, half the catalog that had not been released over here. They're the ones that brought all the Heisei films out for the first time. And then Godzilla 2000. In 2000, they released, and they released all the, the films after that up until uh, Final Wars. Yeah. Mind you, going on like eight years after uh, the Sony film, pretty much, was, mm-hmm. was like that fizzled. But they, were, they kept going with it. So I'm shocked Legendary didn't have any sort of like a demo. It's like, okay, well, we will release or we'll help with some of this stuff. So I think they're trying not to confuse it with their own product. I, I, that's, I, I, that's kind of what I'm assuming too, but still it's kind of yeah. surprising. And I wouldn't put it past that someone like Funimation probably will pick it up. Because yeah. they uh, they've done pretty well with their release. On, they, they released Attack on Titan too. Mind you, a month after each film was released too. So they were pretty much on the spot with it. They didn't dilly-dally around. Oh, yeah. The bigger thing, though, was what Toho is selling this film as now. Yeah. That We got a official name of sorts. Um, Jessica, did, can you tell the people what it was called? For? For the, for the American, for the 16 film that, that they were selling. For, wasn't it Shin Godzilla? No, Shin so, Godzilla in Japan, technically right now. They, but have, an, they have an English name. They have an English that. name for it. You don't know. Resurgence? Yes. Yes. Oh. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, I wasn't, yeah. like, I wasn't minute, so sure. Which one are you talking about? Yeah, I was so sure. <laughs> yes. So, like, called Godzilla Resurgence. And kind of that name leads to the rumors we've been hearing that it's just a solo Godzilla film, too. Yes, yes. So, I don't know how that's going to work. Because we've had two already, and, and I've, two I've, varying degrees. And I've heard things about this suit that I hesitate to say on the air. Yeah, I just marked only off. The air too, and it's interesting. Interesting, interesting, least. very interesting. We'll, we will see. Yeah, because mind you, there was that photo going around that August himself oh, had, no, made the little thing. I was like, yeah. this is not the scene. <laughs> it was like, some point it's like, this was at the Tokyo Comic Con. It's like, there's no such thing as the Tokyo Comic Con. 
and this is clearly in some dude's garage. Yeah, it's a model kit. Kind of spray paint right there. Yeah, it. yeah. It's, like, it's cool looking, but this is not this. So. Yeah. Did they say that the photo claimed from a Tokyo Comic Con? Some idiot. It's, yeah, some idiot. Yeah, pretty much. There's many Comic Cons in Tokyo. That is not one of the one titles. Yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo Comic Con. Yeah. There's yeah. Comiket. And... Yeah. Yeah, there's like the International Manga Festival so. that wrapped up recently, but there is no, there's not that So it'll be interesting to see if anybody actually picked up out of that room, too. Someone, you know, cut a check. So I'd be very curious. I'm going to put my money on Funimation, though. They may seem like the people that would do it, so. Yeah. Funimation's got lots of good stuff right now. They look, they're they they dipped their toe in the live action world with, with Attack on Titan. I think they did fairly well with Attack on Titan. Yeah. To the varying degrees of what people think about the Attack on Titan films, that's yeah. a whole nother Mark thing. Mark and I saw parts one and two. Yeah, I saw part one and two as well. Yeah, did you? Um, oh that's right, I was texting you, you were like, I wanna see the tent, don't ruin it. Yeah. One thing I think we can be certain of. <laughs> mm-hmm. The action scenes with giants should do well. Uh, well, well, besides that, somebody will pick it up. Yeah. It will not yeah. go unsolved. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be like the 90s where it's like... Yes. When we, went, we went a decade. We went almost a whole decade before those movies. The, um, from between Violante and Destroyer, we went... I think it was like like three years after Destroyer, we finally got those. Yes. And mind you, all the backstock of those films. So yeah. no, There's so much buzz going on now with the legendary Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to pick this up and yeah. release it. What does yeah. Shin mean in English? Like uh, new. new new usually but there's different translations true that's uh, what I thought know. like Shin went new yeah. so when when Resurgence came out yeah. I was confused and then I thought yeah. Divergent and it was yeah. a whole yeah. thing <laughs> yeah depending on the con- <gasps> depending on the kanji normally uh, it would be new okay so I'll be curious so hopefully we might see something soon because we don't have a release date yet no so I'm assuming probably like August or September, if they do anything we, like they do with Attack on yeah, Titan. Yeah, we shall see. I, I hope they take their time with it and make something good, because uh, as soon as I hear a release date, mm-hmm. I am booking my trip. You're going? Yeah. You're going? Yes. Ah, oh, you bastard. Oh, I have to see a Godzilla film in a Japanese theater the week it comes out. I got one. I got a premiere under my belt, so I'm happy with that. I'll take it, even though it was in Hollywood. I will still take it because I got to see it before. Even people in Japan yeah. have to see it. So. Final, you Final, Wars? Final Wars. I was at Final Wars. Yeah, you were there too. I, yep. Once again, we, we were there at the same event. <laughs> I didn't know. Them. Did you get the ticket on the street or did you get? Uh, did you win a contest? No, I got it. Uh, They're handing them out at the at the star ceremony. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. That's how I yeah. got. It. That's how. Well, I got mine. Because I, I, I was there, I was trying to do anything yeah. to get in. Oh, I I got there. I showed up to the star ceremony. Um, and there was a dude I was talking. I was talking. We were all waiting. And um, he held up a thing. He's like, I'm "Like, what is that?" He's like, "It's a ticket to get in tonight." I'm like, get, "Shut up!" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, and I immediately I didn't stop talking. Yeah. I had a hundred dollars in my pocket. I'm like, I will give a hundred dollars to anybody who will give me their ticket right now. One guy's like, "Good luck." <laughs> the dude taps me on the shoulder. He's like, "That lady's giving them out over there." Yeah. He, I'm like, he's like, they gave him out like 15 minutes ago. I'm like, ah, oh, God, I'm like. I'm losing my shit, and at, at the same time, the dude taps me on the shoulder. Here, I'm like, what? He's like, take it. I'm like, but how are you? He's like, oh no, I won one of the contests. Like, he won the contest, I think, through Sci-Fi Japan because they were giving out tickets. It's mm-hmm. so, like we're we're set. My buddy and I are set. Like, we flew out here from like Topeka. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, I'm like. Really? He's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I was just gonna keep the ticket as a souvenir. I scammed the hell out of that contest trying to get in. I did too. I did everything, and like, I still was like, "Sorry, you didn't win." I was just like, "Oh," 
I kept thinking of the, the line from uh, uh, Fear and Loathing. It's like, no, 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 don't, don't. It's like learn to love losing. Like that's yeah. that's that's why I was like, yeah, I was like, all right, okay, I don't know, one 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 day, you know. Getting when the guy handed me the table, I'm like, right, do you want anything? It's like, no, dude, you're a fan. You want to get into this? That's take it. And I forgot the dude's name, but forever he was a tall blonde kid. And he had a short, stocky buddy with them, and they were from like Kansas, somewhere back east. And like that guy was forever my savior. Like we parted ways after that too. He's just like, enjoy, man. I'm like, but, like truly, it was a pay it forward moment. That's awesome. like so I had to go forward and like do like 19 different like you know miracles to make up for the karma that was. So if you're up. listening and you are that kid. Or someone who yes, knows Yes, I will him. send you something awesome because that was one of the greatest moments of my Gamma 3. Email. And then this made up for because not only that, it was a Kit Tomorrow movie at the same time. I got to meet one of the guys from Versus. We were out walking. It was, a, look, I, the first thing I heard when I walked out, because I was on such a high out of that, I heard one dude scream, you screwed up the whole series. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, yeah, that, do I, we not I, watch I know who that movie? was. Really? <laughs> Yeah, they're like I. I'm like I loved it. I yeah. was on a high, so I was. I wanted like, to stick around, but I, I had just started a new job, and I had, I had to rush to go to my shift. So. And pretty much, I had a ride. I had to go meet myself. Yeah. So, like, I second the credits were done rolling, I was out of there. But yes, I was. There. God, where have we not crossed paths? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We've gone on. I think for like an hour and a half yeah, at this about, point. Yeah. So, uh, I've maxed out the space on my server for this month. So. Um, that is going to do it for this edition. Jessica. Yes. Where can the good people find more of our work? Yes. And as the, uh, you know, people hold up the little viral little signs that are like, we're looking for the man who adopted me. Chris mm. is looking for the person who gave him the ticket that forever mm. made his life. So a way to find us mm. is the Kaiju Kingdom podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. But also the same name for us on Facebook mm. and Tumblr, which is the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. On Twitter, we are the Kaiju Kingdom due to a character limitation. So, yes, find us anyway. Talk to us. We would love to make new friends. Or, you know, comment and be like, disagree with Chris and Jessica. We did not like Final Wars. Uh, do so politely. And then we will. We would love to hear comments and opinions and everything. Because that's the whole purpose of having a fandom. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you can always find us there. And more of your work, Jessica? Oh, yes, for more of my work. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes. Yes, you can. Yes, on iTunes. If you guys want, if you guys feel up to leave us some feedback, we would greatly appreciate it. Yes, we greatly appreciate subscribe. feedback. Mm-hmm. Yes, please subscribe. subscribe. Too. Please subscribe. Um, I am at thecompagirl.com, girlongeek.com, and also littlegirlgeeks.com. I will have a website that will not have the word girl in it somewhere, <laughs> just for a little bit of spice up and variety. You can also Facebook friend me at Jessica Sang, which is T-S-E-A-N-G. A T as in I drink tea, not, you know, <laughs> P as in Peter or something. So, yeah, um, feel free to send me an inbox message before you friend me so I know that we are all fellow kaiju lovers and not a rando from like a foreign country. Not so stalkery, okay? Random. <laughs> yeah, so... I Don't mean, be a creep. Yes, yes, Facebook friend. And then Mark, where can people find more of your work? Oh, my website, mm-hmm. www.insearchofmonsters.com. And that's where you get the fight. You got, a, you got more than just Godzilla vs. Wolfman on there. You got all kinds of crazy stuff on there, don't you? Yeah, and when more to come. I mean, that's 
my database of things I've been working on will start appearing on there. So that site's going to explode very yes, soon. Yes. All right. And as always, you can find more of my work over at therealmcast.com. I got a bevy of uh, podcasts over there uh, Flash, Arrow, uh, our recap show, um, Take Two, and a million other things. So just head on over there, therealmcast.com, as we can find everything. And that's. We'll do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. So for myself and Jessica and Mark, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.